The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Across the South East, it is a Sunday morning and you're listening to Beat 102-103. While Halloween isn't even over and the Christmas season is already being prepared at the Ballymaloo Craft Fair. It takes place on November 17th in the grounds of Ballymaloo Farm in East Cork. The Ballymaloo Craft Fair's mission is to provide a platform for local artisans to showcase and sell their creations, champion Irish-made products and promote sustainability. There's over 150 exhibitors and lots from the southeast. So we're going to talk to a couple of those southeast producers this morning. Claire Blunt from Claire Blunt Pottery joins me in the studio, and Paul Harrington from Juiced Out in Juice South, even in County Wexford, is on the phone. And both have created items that have been inspired by their surroundings and quite similar surroundings. Claire, even though you're from Wexford, you're from Washford, and Paul's from Wexford, but very much inspired by your coastline. Would I be right in saying that about your pottery? That's right, Orla. It's, it's very much inspired by the, the community around the coastline, mm-hmm. and the wildlife of the coast. I think when we think of pottery, it kind of gets a bit of a bad rap, pottery, even though it's in all our day-to-day lives, even in a, a mass-manufactured way in places. But we, we kind of think back to that retro 1980s pottery, don't we? We do, the brown chunky pottery, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me how you started a, a love of pottery. Um, so I started, I would have done an evening class when the kids were small just to get out of the house for an hour every week. But I just fell in love with pottery. It was great to get the, my hands dirty and to create stuff. Uh-huh. So from there, I went on and did classes with Vivian O'Malley out in Dunhill. She's another great potter and I just, I just love it. And was she teaching on the wheel or how was um, it, how were you being taught it? Yeah, no, I did a little bit of wheel with her, but we, I also did hand building. And okay. it's just that that's where my love is, is the hand building. It sounds like it would be like real moments of mindfulness when you're doing stuff like that. Completely, you get lost completely in it when you're doing it. You could spend hours and you won't even notice the time going by. And is this now your your business that you're creating pottery? Um, well, I do have a business, but it's it's okay. what you call a side hustle. Okay, so, yeah. so this is your side hustle. This is my side okay. hustle, yeah. And I was saying there that you're very inspired by the coastline. You're from Tremor. Tell, tell us how that's inspired your work and your pottery. Yeah, so like you said, I, I grew up by the beach, so I've, I'm always in the water and there's a lovely community around the water. So that's that's what inspires me is, is the, the, the swimmers and the surfers that you'd see in the sea the whole time. And you have some lovely stuff. I love your ceramic tiles with the little kids and it really quite, um, you know, sentimental stuff, but really practical things as well. Mugs and little trays and things like that. Have you, have you got bestsellers? I do. I have one very particular bestseller. Oh. It's a mug um, and there's a slogan on it saying all dry robe and no knickers. <laughs> I've seen so that one. Yeah, that's yeah. a big popular one with the swim groups. Yeah, I'd say so. And like swimming every day has become such a thing post pandemic and during the pandemic as well. So I'm sure you have lots of people who do that swimming and like to buy your pottery as well. Yeah, no, swimmers love to give it as gifts to their, their swim friends as well. So it's, it's a nice gift to give. And so it's ceramic tiles, mugs. You're also creating other homeware as well. Is there anything else that you you make as part of your pottery line? Yeah, it's mainly homeware stuff. So I do the, the mugs and the bowls and I do jugs and um, lamps as well. So I also yeah. do lovely wine coolers too, which are proven quite popular. And are they quite time intensive to make things like that? Yes. Um, like I said, I do hand building. So it's all, it's a long process things. It gets done in stages. So it takes between five and six weeks to, to build a mug. Say. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And you're doing things at the same time, are you? You said that you can create a lot of things. Yeah, in that time. yeah, no, I have a system in place. So it's all very productive. And what's the kind of longest amount of time that you have to spend on a certain item? What takes the longest thing to make? Um, so I suppose it's the the images that I put onto the the clay. It's it's all hand drawn, hand carved into and that's wet you clay. As well. so that's me as well. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's quite labour intensive. So really unique as it when it comes to gifts 
Uh, when you're going down to Ballymaloe on November 17th, what are you bringing with you? What kind of stuff is going down there? Uh, yeah, so I'll have a lot of my swimmer mugs with me, but I'll, I'll also have some lovely lamps and my jugs and plates and bowls. So there's something for everyone, really. Uh, and is this your first time in Ballymaloe? First time in Ballymaloe. I'm really looking forward to it. And then you were saying in the summertime you're in Dunmore East, are you in the craft fair yeah, there? Yeah, in the Haven ha- Hotel. The Haven. Yeah, we have a lovely little craft market there every every mm. Sunday in the summer. Lovely stuff. And you also have a website if people want to check out what Claire does. It's clairebluntpottery.ie. Yeah, and um, all your range is up there as well for people to check out. But Claire is one of the southeast. Um, producers who will be at Ballymaloe at their craft fair on November 17th as will Paul Harrington with his range which is called Jew South and Paul joins me on the phone this morning you're very welcome Paul and you're based in Rosslare is that right in County Wexford? Yeah we're down in Rosslare Good stuff tell us a little bit about Jew South what what do you do? Um, so we do a lot of Irish landscape designs printed on sustainable clothing Um I kind of sketch all the designs by hand. Uh, inspiration is probably mainly from, I guess, our own hobbies like surfing, hiking. So it's a lot of mountain ranges from around the country, different surf spots. Um, and yeah, all the print design is still done in Dublin. Um, and yeah, we've been going since 2016 now. So it's been That's going true. great. Brilliant. And mostly based around Wexford, your designs, but or all over Ireland? Everywhere. Um, so we, like for instance, we do a design which would be the Poolbeck Chimneys uh, up in Dublin. That's a huge seller. Karen Tool is massively popular. So we have a like a really nice design with the sun in the background. That would be popular with people from all around the country. So it's kind of select spots, but yeah, countrywide, it's brilliant. And what are you putting that on? Is it mainly hoodies or what else does it go on? Uh, when I started probably mainly t-shirts but we would do t-shirts hoodies uh different sweaters we've got um beanies and you know this year we kind of branched out and did notebooks um so a few different things and socks would you believe so we have organic cotton socks as well now nice so your products are responsibly made what does that mean um i guess responsibly made is mainly who you work with when you're trying to manufacture your clothing because you can kind of you know you could choose anybody because there's manufacturers everywhere, but we chose pretty much um, one of the best manufacturers around. So they're award-winning. They, they're part of the Fairware Foundation. And what that means is anybody who's involved in the process of manufacturing the clothing, um, whether it's stitching, whether it's doing some of the dyeing for the garments, they're all working in really good conditions and they're getting a fair wage. Um, so you're guaranteed that anybody in the process is being looked after. If you don't do that, you don't really have a guarantee and you wouldn't really know what's happening with the clothing where mm. we kind of know every step of the way. And was that important to you when you were starting out? Yeah, pretty much the, the cornerstones of the business. One was we wanted to do Irish design based around the landscape and the second was the clothing had to be sustainable and it had to be done responsibly. So they were, that's pretty much what we've done since day one. Good stuff. Tell us about going to craft fairs. Do you meet a different kind of clientele when you go to places like this, like where, where you're going to Ballymaloe in November? Ballymaloe. Uh, we love going to Ballymaloe, I have to say. So we've done it for a few years now. Um, it's different. Like we would have a lot of business online. And what we would find is a lot of people who would buy at a craft fair, they become your customers online. So we get a chance. And, um, you know, last year we were meeting people who've been with us maybe for three, four years buying at the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're telling you then, you know, what they like, you know, what they love you to design. So you get like, you get to meet your customers. They give you loads of feedback. You get to hear their stories on, you know, what they think of your brand. Um, 
so we actually find like it, it's really good fun, but it's also a really big help for the business. Yeah, and where it's like you your own as well. personal survey happening while you're hundred percent. Yeah, it's brilliant. And then of course you meet loads of new people. So every year you kind of from things like the Crafter, you can kind of grow the brand within that fair. And if people like what you're doing, they're going to come back to your business online and other places they can find it as well. Good stuff. And do you find that they're buying for Christmas then for this particular craft fair in November? Is that what they're thinking about already when you've been there before? A hundred percent. I mean, I think Christmas starts early, like, you know, in Ireland at the moment, I think it's Halloween is almost an afterthought. Like Christmas really starts pretty quickly and then people are already thinking of what they're getting. So we would have people coming up to the stand. Okay, what are the new ones? We didn't get this last year. So we're going to get, you know, so-and-so's getting this. The kids are getting this. And generally they're stocking up for under the Christmas tree. Okay, good stuff. Well, if people want to check out what you do, Paul, do south is on Instagram if you just search for that and as I was saying the Ballymaloo Craft Fair is running on November 17th it is for three days you can get a weekend pass as well um, it's €8 Euro for entry per day and there is a free shuttle bus as well from Middleton uh, train station has some really unique producers there and Claire Blunt and Paul Harrington from Jew South and Claire Blunt from Claire Blunt Pottery are no different com for more details Paul and Claire thanks a million for joining me this morning Thanks a million. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. It's a Sunday morning here on Beat 102-103 and we are heading towards the spookiest season of them all and there's lots of events around the southeast for Halloween. Spree are doing something a little different this year in Waterford. TV Honan joins me to give us the lowdown on their sound procession and much more and it all sounds frankly terrifying and good crack, a good Halloween combination. Good to hear from you again, TV. Hi Orla, it's hard to believe that a year has passed since we <laughs> were here uh, talking about Wicked Woods this time last year. Um, as your listeners all over the southeast know, uh, Wicked Woods is a fantastic event. We've run up at Carrick and Orr Woods for six, seven years mm-hmm. now. But this way. year we decided we'd kind of give it a, uh, do something fresh and something different. So we moved events into the city centre. And we have two different events to offer audiences okay. this year. On next weekend, next Friday evening, um, the 27th, we have Scahana, the Irish word for shadows. And that's a parade type event down around the People's Park at 8 p.m. Okay, in the People's Park or on the street or what's happening? um, Oh, yeah, it'll kind of it'll be on the streets around the People's Park. It'll start off at 8 p.m. and it's a, a procession style event. Okay, so. We will have kind of floats. There will be performers. Um, it's kind of based around an idea of the seven deadly sins. Okay. But then we have kind of mixed that up a little bit with the Celtic traditions of sound and that. So it should be quite kind of good. And what we love about being down there, Orla, is that because it's a park setting, it's very authentic oh, sound, yes. you know. Mm. Nice woods and shadows itself there. Exactly. I mean, where all these traditions came from, they they came from a rural Ireland. So the trees and the grass and all the things a park setting gives us down there, it's kind of really authentic to the origins of these stories of of Saun and the Celts and Druids and um and all that goes kind of with this time of year, you know. Yeah, really what Halloween, like we all know the story about Halloween starting here in Ireland and everyone talks about how Americanized it's become, but you're almost bringing it back to the stories that we heard. 
Uh, absolutely. And in fairness, there's nothing like that. Look at for for young kids, um, the Halloween masks and the witches costumes and the witches hats and that. It's absolutely marvellous. We we don't want to be all spoil sports about it. But like you say, there's an original Irish or Celtic tradition about all of these um, this time of year. And like the spree show, um, Scotana down at the People's Park next Friday night at mm-hmm. 8 o'clock. Um, that'll be kind of dipping into those traditions uh, going way, way, way back around this part of the world, South Kilkenny, Waterford, Carlow, Wexford, do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. In fact, all over Ireland. And that same sort of interaction that you have with the Spree Parade in August, will this be happening with Scotana as well? Are you going to have a few jump scares for people? Uh, it'll be a slightly different thing um, because, you know, it's a different time of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little chillier. Um, and it's uh, like, for example, our May, our parade this year was themed as aliens. Mm-hmm, love that um, TV. And then the year before was themed as music the, across all kinds of music. This is slightly different. Um, it's possibly smaller in scale, okay. um, more intimate in scale, um, smaller, narrower streets around mm-hmm. the park. And then kind of going in around the park and the park pathways in the dark. Um, but we'll be kind of uplighting a lot of the area okay. as well, you know, kind of putting light on trees and stuff like that. So, so, so um, explain to me what you want people to do, because with the parade, you find your spot, you watch the parade. Are you saying that yes. people can wander around with this procession or? Absolutely. Okay. Well, it'll be it'll be starting um, for, for for people familiar that the, the best Two, two good landmarks uh, for people is that it'll start at the gates of Waterford Courthouse. Okay. It'll start around there. Then there's a road or a series of roads going all around the outside of the park. And it will end up at the park, the main gate into the park okay. before it goes in. And so around the roads around the park from Waterford Courthouse around to the main gate, and in the park itself would be the two key locations. Okay. And listen, for people traveling, um, do give yourself that extra bit of time. It's a Friday evening. It's a bank holiday weekend. So give yourself that extra bit of time for kind of parking, because inevitably there'll be some restrictions around the park area okay. itself for this. But there's very good parking at... Um, Miller's Marsh yes. car park, very good parking all along the waterside there on the Keys in Waterford. So give yourself the extra half exactly. hour to get there good in stuff. time on foot. So that's eight o'clock on the Friday and then on Tuesday, Halloween night itself. Just tell me quickly, TV, what you're doing. It's called The Hill at Halloween. It's at Ballybrick and Bandstand. So as you're coming into Waterford, um, it's quite close to the key there. Tell us what you're happening there, what's happening there. So on Tuesday thirty first, which is Halloween night itself, we're doing some completely different um at the bandstand in Ballybricken. And it's a mixture of music, dance, performance, light, fire and sound. And it the ba- Ballybricken bandstand will look like it never looked like oh, in wow. its life before. Lovely stuff. Okay, so that's eight PM. Boat shows, in fact, are eight PM. Boat shows. 8pm and both are free. Good stuff. That is Friday, this coming Friday, October 27th. It's Scohana, uh, which means shadows, a procession style event around the People's Park. And then on Tuesday, Halloween night itself, it's the hill at Halloween at Ballybrick and Bandstand. There is so much going on for Halloween around the southeast. That's 
just one of the events TV Honan from Spree thank you so much for joining me and of course if people want to get more details on Spree and all the stuff that you do including what you're doing for Halloween it's very easy it's Spree.com TV thank you TV you never told us what you're dressing up for for Halloween Oh, I'm going to be hiding in the shadows as I normally do. <laughs> What's new? Thanks a million, TV. Bye. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Maths Week. It runs until October 24, a week that sets out to promote positive at- attitudes towards maths and to advance the understanding of maths and its impact on our world. Because I think when we hear maths, we just think, oh dear, let's do all our conundrums. Let's talk to Paulina... Krungleva Chutea. Yep. Did I do okay? In around. Thank you. Yeah, you were doing actually perfectly fine. <laughs> you tell us your surname there till I hear the lovely lilt that you give it. Krungleva Chutea. Lovely. Krungleva Chutea. <laughs> uh, that's Paulina. Yeah. She is part of Breakthrough Maths and she's going to tell us why maths are important and about the fact that when it comes to girls, we're more prone to have maths anxiety. You're very welcome to the Sunday Grill. Paulina? Thank you very much. You Thank are you living in Galway, but you're from County Kilkenny, is that right? I am, yeah. And you're in college at the moment, you're in university. Yeah, I am. I'm in the University of Galway at the moment and I'm studying financial maths and economics. Wow. So, you know, a woman in STEM. A woman uh, in STEM, it's great to hear that. I and know. what are, what is financial maths, like accountancy, stuff like that? Uh, so I'll be actually going into the actuarial side oh, of things. Nice. So a lot of risk management stuff and whatnot. And is that exciting for you? It is, yeah. It's it's a long it's a long road to get there yet, but uh, we will see how we get on. How many years are you going to be in university before you get to graduate from that? Well, I'm in my last year now, but okay. I'll probably have to do a master's okay. after as well, and extra additional exams after. Okay. Then the world is your oyster. I remember when I was in school, if you got a certain amount of points, I remember one of my um, friends instead of going to college, he went to an actuary firm. Because he had got such brilliant points in his leaving cert. So we yeah. were all really poor students and he was getting a weekly rate, a weekly wage. I mean, not the best of ideas. Oh, stop. <laughs> a good, good opportunity, I'd say, either way. A good maths opportunity. And I think we need to realise how much maths are part, is part of our day-to-day life. Um, I think we either think we're good at maths or we're not, don't we? Yeah, and that, I think that's the whole problem, the whole issue about it. Um, but maths actually comes up in our daily lives. It's not the actual sum of maths, it's the actual skills of maths, the challenge and how we approach things, I think. And obviously we have the daily maths of, let's say, going to do your grocery shopping, doing your budgets and whatnot. But it's the actual skill of maths, the challenge. And some people thrive on it and some people actually kind of go away from that. And I think... We shouldn't be afraid of it, honestly. Maths, and I know some people will probably laugh at me for saying this, is actually great. Do you know, um, maths is, people approach it so differently. And I mm-hmm. think that is the whole thing of maths, okay? And with the, the we use it on a daily basis, the way we approach it. And how, how do it's you just the whole challenge. Um, well, as a mathematician, considering mm. I do do uh, maths in uh, college, it's just it's trial and error. Okay. That is what maths is all all about. It is trial and error. And that's the key to learning it and understanding it, you know. And as I actually heard a good, good saying about it, um, you either succeed or you learn. There's no such thing as failure in maths. OK, okay. absolutely not. And I think that's what um, even my students in my maths grinds, that is exactly what I see. They're afraid to fail. And I keep saying it, 
no, d- give it a shot. Give it a try. If you get it wrong, the, the thing you're going to do is just try it again. Do you know, and it is, and it's actually quite good to see from my own Mads Grinds that they're actually like, oh my God, I can actually do this and I can actually try this. And they build that confidence. And it's un- an unbelievable feeling for myself as a maths tutor and mm-hmm. probably for the students themselves. And mm-hmm. it's just unbelievable overall. And and that's what you're doing with Breakthrough Maths because they cater for students from second class in primary school right through to Leaving Cert. And um, it's an online yeah. class so you can... Anyone get, can get you, Paulina, from across the country and talk to you online and do your breakthrough maths classes like that. Um, when uh, Is the issue that maths is exact? Is that what the problem is? You know, if you were doing an English exam, for example, you can kind of dilly-dally around stuff. No, not, I'm not saying you will dilly-dally around English, but you know what yeah. I mean. You can kind of talk around things and describe things, whereas maths is quite exact. It is exact, in fact. In fact, yes, it is. We have an exact um, answer. Answer, yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah, but there's different methods to get to that answer, okay? Okay. You can pick and choose what you actually remember and what you prefer to do, okay? There's not one way to do maths. Uh There's so many different ways to approach it. And that is what I like, okay? And that is what I tell my students. I'm like, right, you might not like my way, but you know what? Make sense of it, okay? Make sense of it in your own head. And I think of little um, sayings Mm. Uh, I don't know if my any of my students are listening you'd know up up bottom boys and all these little <laughs> sayings that you kind of get to remember okay but that's the fun thing in maths you do it your own way okay you might understand it the way so I do it or your friend does it but actually another method would make perfect sense in your head you know mm-hmm. and that is the kind of that is the way we roll about maths you need to figure out what works for you might not work for others. It's funny that you say that because maths for me is not something I'm naturally good at. I I think I like English and stuff like that more, but I have such a core memory of being taught long division and how to minus numbers. So say if it's, you know, three minus, like 12 minus, you know, something with a three at the end, how you actually, you know, the way that we did that in my school. There are such memories to me yeah. in primary school and they've always stuck with me that the way I do long division and the way I mine stuff now, like years later. Yeah, and um, I feel like that is why people remember they have such a bad, mad, that's such a bad mm. replica, like kind of perception mm. about it. And I'm trying to actually kind of get rid of that in all my classes. I'm like, no, we're going to like maths today, okay? In this, for this whole hour, we're actually going to enjoy maths, okay? And I kind of, I want to aspire to inspire my students, especially females that might not have the confidence um, to actually give it a shot. I want to make my students feel the way I actually felt in my own cl- classes in the Rettwood Secondary School. Um, I had great, great, great female role models in maths. Um, my t- my junior cert and my leave cert maths uh, teachers were absolutely unbelievable. And they actually made maths just so easy and they were so enthusiastic and actually my junior search uh, maths teacher, Miss Leonard, if, if I may give her a shout out. Uh, uh, she went to NUIG as well, mm-hmm. University of Galway, sorry. And the funny thing is, I'm actually, after connecting with one of her old lecturers. Really? Uh, yeah, and I'm actually doing an, uh, my final year project with him. And he actually was like, oh, Miss Leonard, like, did you have her as a teacher considering you're from Kilkenny? I was like, actually, yeah. And it's just, it's so unbelievable when, uh, like, mathematicians and even other people just connect through that way uh-huh. and, and I think I aspire 
yeah, I aspire to be that um, female role model to any females or, you know, my guys in my math classes. Mm-hmm. And I just want everyone to enjoy maths. Oh, it's all about representation. And like you said, there's been so many studies out about women and girls and confidence about our the fact that girls downplay their abilities and achievements more than boys and that we don't see so many women involved in science, technology, engineering and maths. So it's great to see you being one yeah. of those role models yeah. in STEM as well. And are, are you enjoying university and everything you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, obviously, maths in university is very, very different. Oh, but I can it is, a, it is, yeah, but it's it's a challenge. That is what I love. And do you know what? When you sit down and kind of uh, kind of read over it uh, by yourself in your own time, it actually does make sense, okay? And that is what I try to stress to and, all my students. And at your level, what are you talking about making sense? Like, are you doing all, oh, look, I can't even think of the words, but like, you know, pie and all this sort of stuff. Is that what you're talking about? Stuff that, you know, when it comes to the world, it seems so abstract. Yeah, like I'd be kind of studying like uh, measure spaces. So all your mathematical spaces, I do topology, different branches of maths that we're actually studying in depth so it's not just general maths it's actual brand specific branches that we're actually looking deep into wow yeah (laughs) terrifying and so intriguing so i hope you enjoy your final year at college in nuig but if you want to check out what paulina is doing with breakthrough maths well then their website is breakthroughmaths.com you can contact info at btmaths.com Dot com. And what are you giving usually about an hour of a lesson that you give people or how does it work? Yeah, so um, it'd be 50 minutes of teaching time okay. and uh, we kind of uh, we have a curriculum to go through. But obviously, um, I give my students a chance to actually raise their concerns to me if okay. they're doing something in school, they're not understanding. I actually uh, tend to stay a few minutes extra for specific students that mm-hmm. might have a question on their homework or whatever it may be but we do stick to a curriculum and you kind of get everything done in that year and even if you haven't done it in school yet um, you'll be absolute pros after you know you'll be doing it in school again and you'll be like oh sure I know how to I do that this. so that's that's <laughs> going to be a lovely feeling as well Brilliant. Uh, but yeah Good stuff, Paulina. Thanks a million for joining me. Enjoy your final year in university and happy maths week. Happy Maths Week. Thank you very much. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102-103. Brian's here. There he is over there. Hello. Hello. Everyone always gets grandiose intros and I just get Brian's <laughs> here. It's like, it's like, okay, we'll talk to him. Go on, fine. Yeah, but you're going to have to give me something then. Okay. Most people have given me a nice blurb. So tell me what you'd like me to say about you and then we'll record it here and you can have it as your ringtone. As my ringtone? Yeah. I don't use my ringtone. It's always on silent. <laughs> well, true. But no one texts me anyway. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Blonde goddess. No, sorry. Blonde god of the Southeast. Oh. Movie reviewer, social media presenter, extraordinaire. It is Brian Griffin. Whoa. Woohoo. You forgot all round hunk. But I An all round hunk. Oh, there we go. In the Southeast only. When he steps over the border for Wicklow, it's all over. Oh. <laughs> Everything changes. I'm nothing as I said Nothing. No. You goes from blonde to brunette almost. Anyway, this week's movie is a Netflix one, and I'd heard nothing about it, even though it's been out for a few weeks. And I watched the trailer. It has such elements of True Detective, which was such a massive thing about 
seven years ago. Yeah. Um, just that real quiet eeriness to it. This is called Reptile. It's got a heavy hitting cast. Um, it's Benicio Del Toro, Justin Timberlake, Alicia Silverstone, who was in the iconic Clueless back in the 90s. They all star in Reptile. It's a mysterious murder, a hardened detective, a truth more dangerous than they could have ever imagined. Is it worth your time? Well, Brian is here. He did all the hard work for I'll, you. I'll happily tell you whether or not it is. You know me. <laughs> I'm worried about this one. Let's have a listen. <laughs> Can I show you something strange? Ow! That's a bite. It was the dentals that got Ted Bundy. Is there anyone you can think of who might have done this? A few nights ago, this guy showed up at my house, acting strange. Strange in what way? Who do we like from this? I'll go with the boyfriend. I got the friend. I'll take the weirdo. I'm going with the ex-husband. Am I a suspect? Everyone is a suspect. Are you going to tell me what's going on? There you go, and Brian's here to tell us what's going on. I, I find Justin Timberlake's voice so easy to recognise. Do you know what's mad? His name is, this, this is literally the thing that got me the most about this in time. Like, I actually, I didn't hate it, Orla. So oh, good. Because we were talking beforehand and you were worried by <laughs> my, my tone I was going to tell you. Yeah, and I the tone. And yeah. his, his name is Will Grady in it. Okay. And doesn't he just look more like a Will he Grady than like, like a Justin Timberlake? He definitely looks like a Will. I don't know about the Grady. That but makes just, me like, feel like he's from the depths like, of Tipperary. But, I literally yeah. had to look up and I was like, is he Will in a load of other things? So like, and is he? He's in, in Time. Do you ever watch In Time? Yes. He's Will in that. Okay. But it's like, I he looks like, like a Will. When someone called him Will, I was like, wait a minute, Will's mm. not his name? Mm. But yeah, that, that got me a good bit. I think when he was in NSYNC, yeah? Yeah. And he had curly hair, he yeah. was Justin. Yeah. That's definitely a Justin look. But even if you were like, that's Will. Let's <laughs> see it. I don't. I literally, it, this completely got me last night, li- out of nowhere. I yeah. was like, is his name not Will? Anyway. <laughs> his <laughs> this, name is Justin. He's quite well known. horror crime movie. So basically, I, I watched this work Netflixing two weeks in a row because this goes out to everyone that has that bug that's going around because I also had the exact same oh, thing. Oh, yes. So that's why I wasn't really okay. out about much. And it wasn't COVID. It wasn't COVID. No. I, I did the tech checks. But yeah, it's going around. So if you're at home, stuck at home with a bug, mm. I got you covered. Okay. If you like crime thrillers, this isn't actually the worst one. No. I, I actually quite, quite enjoyed it. It's, if someone, remember that like iconic Facebook post of there's some snakes in this town? Like Yes. If that was a movie. Okay. That's this movie. I was literally trying to be like, what did reptile mean? Uh-huh. And it's like basically some snakes in this town. That's as close that as I could can get to what they mean. The, yeah, essentially. Yeah. But it's essentially this crime detective, obviously. Uh, he's solving the murder mm-hmm. of uh, what happened. Well, looked like a happy couple at the beginning of uh-huh. the mo- movie last week. I was like, "Oh, I thought she was going to die." Yeah, and she, she doesn't this one. Uh, she doesn't this one. Okay, and, and is she Alicia Silverstone? No, she's oh. not. She's so it's it's Justin Timberlake's wife. Okay. And I know it's spoilers, but it's five minutes into the movie is when she dies. Yeah, of course, and it's, it's the it's premise solving, of the movie. Solving solving her murder. Okay, so then it's it's just kind of a rabbit hole of like figuring it out and like all the different things of finding the evidence. It's essentially. A long episode of like a, a crime thing. Mm-hmm. If you were like, this is Criminal Minds or this is The Mentalist or any one of those millions of shows. And it does have that, that eerie episode. element throughout as if there's weird things happening underneath all a, a murder case. You know, there's other there, stuff happening. Yeah, there, there's, there's, more, there's more to it. But mm-hmm. what I found is it took too long to get to those. Okay. So 
I was like, when I ever see Thriller, I'm always expecting to be like, oh my God. Thrilled. I'm, like, yeah, I'm always, mm. I always like, nonstop, like, I cannot look, I cannot look away from the screen mm. right now. And for the last maybe like 20 minutes of this, I actually genuinely was like, oh, I'm kind of in, in this now. This is quite cool. But it just doesn't have that kind of constant tension all the way through. Okay. So it, it does take a lot of, like, it's, it's two hours and 14 minutes. Oh, what? On Netflix? On Netflix. And I just was thinking that, like, I don't know, it, it, it sparked a thing in my head of maybe, like, the way Netflix makes movies, and this is probably controversial, maybe ne- mo- maybe movies on Netflix should be made more for the, like, ADHD generation. That, uh, like, so sh- shorter? Yeah. Yeah. Like, just, but just, like, I know it's it comes down to be, like, really, like, I don't know, just my attention span or whatever, but it just didn't grab me at all. Like, for the first one, and I, I stuck with it, and then I, the last 20, 25 minutes, I was like, okay, this is quite fun now but uh-huh. I just felt it was just way too long you know it's a funny one because I know I keep harking back to it's like that series um, True Detective that Colin Farrell was in one of the seasons but that's what I expect an hour and I yeah. kind of expect all, everything to be tied up within that hour I, I don't think I could have. sit through over two hours of a whodunit essentially yeah there's a whole thing that she's like the, the ex her ex-husband it's like she's kind of like supposed to be kind of going off with him and it's like in the end of it, like it kind of came to not much, like you know. So it's yeah. like it, that whole thing could have been taken out. Yeah. And it's like there's different elements of like the twi- there's twists and turns, and it's cool. But it's like you didn't need all of that. And it's like as a person who I don't, I don't feel, feel like I have a short attention span. I definitely I have a, have a. But Netflix is in its own way. It's kind of morphed into that generation because it is having to churn out hundreds and thousands of hours yeah. of content. So it can't really rely on a production company who's going to spend time and money yeah. crafting a story. Like we're getting so many of these movies and so many of these series that I'm just a bit mm, about. You well, know, I feel I feel like it might be time. Like when it comes to like movies, like if, if you're watching this in the cinema, you maybe might have enjoyed it more or whatever. Mm. Like. But it's just, it is, I feel like this, like it's an hour. If this was an hour long, if mm. it was like literally a 60 minute movie, mm-hmm. it probably would have been a great movie yeah. to be fair. Totally. But it's like, I don't know. Like, and what are they getting from it? Only minutes because it's streaming. So you are just, I, I, know, oh, I didn't know a single thing that it was even on until yeah. I literally went onto Netflix uh-huh. and it was like recently added. And I was like, oh, Justin Timberlake, Benicio mm. Del Toro and Alicia Silva's. Mm. I'll, I'll watch that. I'll yeah. like, you know. But yeah. it's like, they, I literally heard zero talk about it in yeah. any capacity it's so, so disappointing for them even yeah, for the time well, they put into I it I don't know I just feel like a, a better a better kind of way of like make make things more like in, in, like if you're making so much stuff make it like a, like I don't know what the word is break it down t- for people to eat easier yes. kind of thing do you know yeah and uh, if you are making something craft it as yeah, well like if it's something that do. needs to be 2 hours and 14 minutes Sometimes, sometimes you watch a movie and it is. And I was like, I don't know, Mamma Mia, I think is is uh-huh. is it's from one of them's nearly two hours long. Mm-hmm. You don't feel it going, but this did not need to be that like, you know? yeah, it's true. not. It's no Mamma Mia. I'll tell you that much. Well, let's give it some black puddings. I give it like a six. It's it's all right. Okay, it's all right. Six black puddings. It's called Reptile. If you want to search for it on your Netflix, it might be a nice little Sunday night reprieve for you. I'm sure you can forward through the parts. Yeah, if you get watch the last twenty five minutes. Six minutes. Yeah, last twenty five minutes. <laughs> hey, it's nearly time for some really great movies. Timothy, 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 Timothy Wonka. I know we've a few months to wait, but I'm really um, looking forward to that one. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not three and a half hours. 
Mm. Yeah, no. There's a good cast now. Good cast. See the the cast was revealed like was it during this week or last week? Tell me some of them. It's oh like Rowan Atkinson, Keegan nice. Michael Key. Yeah. Like obviously we know uh, Olivia Coleman's in it as well. Brilliant. So um, really, he- one of the like last good Marvel histories. It's UK like a, actresses yeah. and actors. Maybe, yeah. maybe. One of the crew from Horrible Histories. Yeah. Wow, that's mad. I was only the watching Horrible Histories, thinking, I wonder where these people go he, after this. He was the one I was the most excited about. <laughs> but one of them is in Sex Education as oh, well. Oh, there be you fair. go. You've answered that question for yeah. me. Thank you very much. In the meantime, six black puddings out of ten for Reptile it is on in ne- on Netflix and Brian is here every week. Yeah. He's getting his own paragraph every single week to introduce and we'll have a new one for oh, next week. I'll write it. I will oh, do. I'll happily craft it. Okay, I will read it. You read it straight I off the card without, yeah. without looking at it. I won't beforehand. even charge you. Thanks a million. No bother at all. The Sunday Grill on Beat 102 103.